0: welcome to talk the talk i'm bill newman
1: i'm buzz eisenberg
0: and there's a story in yesterday's boston globe if you haven't read it we want you to know about it and then we are going to turn right to it with the mayor of northampton gina lee Shera, buzz can you think you can summarize for us what the globe reported yesterday
1: sure the globe report had to do with a distribution of well, up to 525 million dollars was massachusetts share of uh, the opioid settlement. Um, By settlement, it means in order to resolve a number of different court cases against the pharma pharma manufacturer Johnson & Johnson and distributors Walmart and uh, CVS and Walgreens and many others, there was a settlement reached, which um, initially was about $26 billion. People may recall that... um, Part of the settlement has been uh, sort of stayed. That is, they can't go forward with it because the Sacklers, the family that created um, the uh, pharma, which created fentanyl and other opioids that um, sort of promoted their use in times and situations in which they weren't necessary, resulted in a whole lot of overdoses and deaths and tragedy throughout the country. The Sacklers were going to walk away from the proposed settlement with billions. And so the federal judge that was overseeing it said he wouldn't approve the settlement, went before the Supreme Court. There were arguments in December and by June, we'll find out whether the bankruptcy that resulted in the Sacklers remaining billionaires was going to be approved. Meanwhile, this complicated situation resulted in a number of district uh, attorney generals from 12 different states prosecuting and then dividing the proceeds of some of these sub settlements, which resulted in Massachusetts getting five hundred and twenty five million dollars. The settlements were then being distributed. There was a mechanism by which cities and towns could sign up to participate in order to do opioid prevention, harm reduction treatment and recovery efforts across Massachusetts. And the GLOBE story bill, which you know, uh, details how most of those proceeds of the monies which were available to cities and towns have not been used yet. And that sets the table, I think, for our conversation with Mayor Shara.
0: I think it does, thanks, Buzz. Uh, So here are some of the numbers, I know it's an eye-glazing-over moment, but really, we're talking about real dollars and substantial dollars. So, take, take this in. Northampton received $239,000 and has not expended any of it. Amherst has received $162,500 plus and has not expended a penny of it. Even Buzz's beloved, Ashfield, received $1,206.96 and hasn't expended a penny of that. Holyoke, this is disturbing, $427,000 plus and hasn't expended a dime. Springfield, $1,500,000 plus, hasn't spent a dime. Greenfield, about $200,000, again hasn't expended any of the money. Hadley, (coughs) excuse me, $46,000. Um, South Hadley, 145000 and for those who were following the Newton teachers' strike just resolved, Newton claiming it didn't have enough money to pay the teachers, they are sitting on a bank account of $446,000 and haven't spent a dime. So, this sounds disturbing uh, from many points of view. Uh, I was talking with uh, Mayor Jean Lee Scherer, the mayor of Northampton, just before we went on the air, about how this really is playing out in Northampton. And I'd like to hear that from you, Mayor. If we might, the Globe says $240,000, approximately, sitting in a bank account for Northampton, but not being not being utilized. Why?
2: First of all, good morning, both of you. Um, uh, yes, uh, this is. First of all, let's let's acknowledge that um, this. Yes, these are important resources that we're going to be getting. So. We are scheduled to get. So they go till twenty thirty eight, and we're scheduled to get a total of about two million dollars over that period of time. The amounts vary per year. Um, and in June, the council and I created a special purpose opioid settlement stabilization fund um, for for bringing in these these uh, funds. So uh, yes, we have received some. Um, you know. I, I think that uh, one thing that you know we buzz talked about was um, what these funds can be used for. What the Attorney General has said that these funds can be used for. So that's overdose prevention, harm reduction, addiction treatment services. Um, what uh, hasn't been talked about yet is really importantly the other thing that's been stipulated is that in expending these funds, municipalities have to incorporate community. address service disparities to increase access and equity and treatment um, and services for opioid use disorder prevention and harm reduction services. So the cities and towns can't just sort of dole out the money how they how you know they think there has to be community engagement and there has to be sort of joint um, conversation and decision making by those who are most affected by this crisis um, before expending those funds. So I think that's a really important part of this, which I, you know, I can speak only for Northampton, of course, um, but I think that might be why there is this lag before a lot of communities are spending these funds, because they they have to go through this process. Um, It's also, this is, you know, since these settlements and these funds are coming in over 17 years, it allows for more sort of time and planning to figure out you know how they can best be used. So I think that that is also maybe a reason why there's sort of a slow rollout on these services. Although of course it's we are in a opioid crisis, and um, everyone you know wants to do what they can to to prevent even one more death from happening. So I I certainly understand why people are frustrated that that things aren't moving um, maybe faster in some communities. You know I I also can imagine that some smaller communities or communities other than Northampton don't have the public health infrastructure that we do. You know, We have a very robust uh, public health department, it used to be the health department, it's now the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, one of the reasons that I uh, sort of converted it with the now health commissioner is that is in recognition that we do services like um substance use prevention so the the health Department of Health and Human Services has five divisions one of them is the division of substance use prevention so we are we already have a lot of infrastructure around this issue that I think other communities probably don't have and that makes it harder for them to start figuring out how to spend this money we also have lots of federal and state grants around substance use prevention already
0: so mayor Gina Luis uh you correctly point out some 90% of the 247 communities that reported uh, report that they haven't spent any of the money yet and these reasons make sense to me however you also point out there's a crisis um, and if, if the money is not being spent on prevention um, and uh, remediation s- someone is going to die in this Commonwealth who otherwise wouldn't have if all of these programs were in place at this time, which they're not. And I'm wondering whether or not you were surprised to read that so many of the communities actually haven't done anything to process this money, which is going to get me to my next question for you, which is, is this going to be additional money used from Northampton? But let's start with your reaction to the story itself. Were you surprised? I'm
2: a little bit surprised, but again, you know, Unfortunately, things in municipal government move slowly always, and if you don't already have um, something built around, some, you know, addressing an issue, I think it can be hard for a community to get started. So, a little bit surprised, not terribly surprised. I mean, I, again, I can't, I can't tell. Um, other communities, what to do, but there are certain things that uh, you know we we've, we've done and have done for years, like Narcan distribution, and you know we have um, we have nalox boxes in in lots of locations. We actually have them outside now. Um, we have ones that are um, are weatherproof. So in the summer, we put the first one in Plasky Park, and there's another one on bike path, and we have a couple more that were locating. So that feels a little bit like um, low-hanging fruit that, that people could work on. Um, you know, I think that communities could, could get Narcan out fast, um, which is something that I would recommend and something that we've been doing for, for a long time. Um, so we have, you know, we have these under the, the um, our division, we have different, um, some different programs that we've been doing for years around substance use prevention that I think make us, again, we are administering this for the entire county and make us very uh, well poised to be able to incorporate this, these funds into the funds that we already get around this work. Um, so I, you know, I'm hopeful that other communities can kind of figure out how to do this well. And, and we're always happy to, to advise if anyone needs some help.
0: Does the two hundred and forty thousand dollars approximately that Northampton will receive this year or received last year for this settlement, and it'll be similar amounts in many for many years to come, will that money be added onto a normal budget for other things that were not there? Or is this money just gonna be incorporated into the Health and Human Services budget for the next what fifteen years?
2: Well, I want to get around, uh, let me get around answering that because I want to make sure that people know that we have a survey coming out this week, exactly about this, trying to get input. Um, But so first of all, I wanted to say, so we have Hampshire Hope, right, um, which the city administers, which is funded through state and federal grants. Um, So that's a county coalition um, and Uh, around the epidemic. We also have the DART program, which is DART Addiction Recovery Team, which is comprised of trained coaches and harm reduction specialists and clinicians and first responders. Um, So we have those programs. We also have the Northampton Prevention Coalition um, that used to be funded by a federal grant and now has been funded by the city. So that's maybe an opportunity to help, um, you know, replace some of those funds with these funds. Um, and then we have the Division of Community Care, which supports people, uh, including people who have substance use issues. So I think, again, the, the important thing that we're doing is we're creating, we have this survey that should be going out very soon. I think we're going to put out a press release this week that talks about it, talks about all the ways that people can access the survey. And the goal is to take in that information and then decide um, where those most affected by this crisis feel is you know feel these funds should be directed and that is then you know going to be of course used in in with um all of the knowledge that our teams bring to this and figure out the best way to start to direct these funds um and you know the we also have to report to the ag's office um annually and so this survey is going to help us um be able to do the reporting that we need as well
1: mayor shiara when you say Uh, Just for a minute, Bill, what I'd like to point out is that the mayor just, I think, articulated what is preventing a lot of these communities from distributing the funds which they've uh, garnered as a result of this settlement. Uh, There's this that we have, for example, we have Tapestry Health, which has a harm reduction program. We have all our jails have opioid units right now. We have the hospital's opioid addiction uh, situation, plus all the governmental ones that come from federally, state, and local uh, government efforts, because it is a crisis. The opioid overdose and death crisis is still looming, so I think a lot of these communities which are tasked with getting public input, the sort of uh, not-for-profits that deal with this, the local other efforts that try to deal with this, this blight on our society, they all are trying to figure out whether they give it to an existing program, an existing not-for-profit, create a new one. And all the different initiatives, which you just described, Mayor, are, are part of the discussion in every one of these uh, communities. I think that, and if you, I love this, that we're focusing on this, and we should look at the Globe article if anybody's unfamiliar with it. It's, uh, it's called Inexcusable as Overdose that's mount millions in opioid settlement funds go unspent take a look at that and click on the links because you could see where different communities are having debates about this
0: mayor mayor you mentioned that you have to report you on behalf of the city you have to report to the attorney general's office every year about how the funds were spent does that mean that the city and every municipality has to get permission or there simply has to be a depository or repository in the state of how the the information on how the money has been spent
2: i think that we just we need to report out how it was spent in the previous year and so i I assume they would look at that and if they didn't feel like it was in those categories that have been stipulated that that you know we would have to make amends for that in some way but i we don't i don't believe we need to get permission before we spend them Um, one thing that to what Buzz was just saying um, is, you know, we are actually we are doing this for all of Hampshire County. So um, I want to make sure that people know that anyone who lives or works or is invested in Hampshire County can take the survey that we're going to be putting out. Um, and importantly, we will be then using that um, information we have from from the different communities to be able to help those communities prioritize their spending as well.
0: We so, are. Ask- We are speaking with Gina Luis Scherer, the mayor of Northampton. This is indeed Mayor's Monday on WHMP. We're going to continue this conversation with the mayor right after this. I have more questions about money, and in particular, what's going to happen to the schools given the budget shortfall? Something that affects every community, every community listening today. We'll be right back.
1: Listening to "Talk the Talk" with Bill Newman. You're listening to "Talk the Talk" with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP.
0: We continue our conversation with Northampton Mayor Gina Lishere on this Mayor's Monday on WHMP. Mayor, not a secret, you've been talking about this for a long time, but it was news to a lot of people on the front page of the Daily Hampshire Gazette and all that is followed. The school budget is in serious deficit there is no simple answer and people have come to the realization that well if you're going to balance a school budget that is probably going not probably it's going to involve either more money from somewhere or layoffs of educators can you give us your perspective what needs to happen and well what will happen
2: Sure. So first, I'm coming to grips with the fact that I, I guess you're telling me that people don't read my budget messages every year. Uh, if it was a surprise, but that's fine. I just work really hard on them, um, and <laughs> would like people to read them. Yeah, I, I don't mean to make light of the situation. It's it is a very serious situation, and um, I I and others have been sort of raising red flags for years. Um, so, in my joint presentation to the to the school committee, Smithville trustees, and to the city council last Tuesday, I talked about what I'm calling kind of a double cliff. Right. So, um, if you Google ESSER cliff, uh, school districts across the country right now are having budget deficits because they're they're coming up against an ESSER cliff. ESSER is the federal pandemic relief funds that were specifically for public schools. So, um, Northampton, you know, received ESSER over years. They also received other pandemic relief funds totaling about $7 million during the pandemic. That officially ends this year. The last tranche of ESSER ends this year. So, no matter how many times, you know, we all try and say, you you shouldn't use one-time funds for recurring expenses like salaries When you're in a crisis, you you do what you have to do, and so there are things that we used ESSER funds for that are recurring that now need to be found, money needs to be found to support them, otherwise they need to stop. Um, So we have that crisis, uh, which as I said, is experienced by many communities. We also have this other cliff that has been talked about since at least 2019 by school business administrators um, and the superintendents and the the former mayor, um, which is that we have a school choice cliff that we've been seeing coming. So we take in um, students who choice into Northampton, we take in funds. Students who choice out of Northampton, We, funds are um, spent. Those funds just come from the city side, not from the school side, but the schools take in and use school choice funds. And this has been used for years as sort of a reserve fund where you might use it when, if there's an unexpected expense, kind of like how we use reserve funds on the city side, how anyone uses reserve funds. Um, But the key with reserve funds is you always need to take in more than you spend if you want them to stay healthy and the schools started spending more than they were going to take in. It's also not consistent how much they take in on this. So we've been seeing this cliff coming for a while, and it is here. So the schools have a significant deficit. Um, the, the, what's called the first view budget that the superintendent presented in December shows a $2.7 million deficit. That's actually already with cuts that she's identified. Um, the the real deficit is more like four point seven million dollars um, for the schools. So this is a significant issue that I've if you know I've been saying for the last two years I'm really really concerned about. And there have been some decisions that have been made that um, have made it clear to me that this was going to happen and that we were going to have a very significant deficit.
0: Okay, so that is in the language of someone who has to deal with a very real problem of somewhere between 2.7 and 4 million dollars out of a school budget and maybe you can tell us what the total school budget is, but that's a lot of money, a million here and a million there. As uh, Senator Dirksen said years ago, after a while you're talking about real money. Um, And We are talking about real money in Northampton and I keep saying, tell me if I'm wrong, I want to be wrong on this one, that in order to reduce costs in a school system. You have to reduce personnel costs because most of what money is spent on in the school system are the people so tell tell me why we aren't gonna have to lay off educators
2: um so you're right I mean uh, the whether it's schools or it's anything in the city the majority of our budgets are people it's whether it's people and their salaries or it's you know our second largest um, expenditure piece of our pie is for um, is for health insurance and other benefits. So yes, you're right, it's, it's largely people. Now, you know, sometimes you can, there, particularly in schools, there's so many employees and there's so much change that happens every year. You can often make changes through attrition, um, but this is really up to the, you know, the superintendent and those in charge to figure out how best to be able to make these changes and make these cuts. So I actually don't know um, how it's going to shake out, but you're right. Municipalities are people, and that's where that's where the funds are. And, you know, there's been a pretty big increase in staffing in the schools over the last few years. Um, so that's part of the situation. Who? There's also enrollment in the schools which we can you and I have talked about this many times like we we can go deep and I would love to actually go deep one time with Senator Comerford who I think is coming on next to talk about how how state school funding works Um, because enrollment is a really important part of this this puzzle in terms of the the funding that we get from the state and so we have decreasing enrollment but increasing staffing
0: and when will this decision be made and how can people who will be affected and family their families that will be affected how can they and should they participate in this i think difficult decision-making process
2: yeah so it's you know the first view budget was given to the school committee already in december which is very very early part of last year uh we had a deficit and um i with the with the consent of the city council pulled 1.2 million dollars out of our stabilization funds to um, to sort of lessen that deficit last year which this is to my point if you use one-time money for something for a deficit it makes a bigger deficit the next year we now have a bigger deficit so in doing that, one of the things I said was I want, we need to start this conversation earlier. We have a brand-new superintendent. This is a huge thing to put on her, but she has risen to this occasion, and she produced a first-view budget in December, which is um, which is very, very early. So the, the school budget discussions in the schools have already started, and so this will be on the school, you know, on the agenda, and then they need to vote on a budget by April.
0: April. Well, last question for you, Mayor, on this. We've been talking on this show about this issue, the deficits in school budgets in many municipalities throughout our region. Uh, Is there any point and or are there any conversations among uh, mayors and town managers on how uh, the various municipalities are trying to deal with this? It's a collective problem, it's a mutual problem. I don't know if there's any economies of scale to be worked out between school systems, but uh, anything that you, any light you could shed on that, I'd appreciate.
2: It It is, I mean, thank you for making that point because as a, you know, I, I think we all can tend to feel like we're the only ones who have this issue. And I think we have a particularly bad issue because I said we have this double cliff. But um, we are not the only ones that have this issue. And so I've actually been talking with Amherst because um, we're in similar situations and trying to figure out, you know, if there is something, some way we can work together um, to to try and address this. I'm not sure that there's an economy of scale sort of situation, but I think, one thing I would be interested in doing is is pulling together with communities who have similar situations like we do. You know, there are lots of factors that go into our funding that we don't have time to talk about. Um, one is, you know, the charter school reimbursement formula and the amount of money that goes out of for, for charter um, sending tuition. And not every community has that, but some do. And so I would love for us all to work together who have the same situation to figure out how we can Lobby to find a more equitable way to handle these problems.
0: Okay, a semi positive note to leave it on. Thank you so very much, Mayor Jean Louis Shera. This has been Mayor's Monday. Coming up, we indeed will be speaking with State Senator Joe Comerford right after this.
1: This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.